The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. That's right, it's Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane and we're back for Series 4. It's been a long time, I know. Uh, we've had a bit of a break. We've all been in trouble in lockdown and COVID countries, but we are back. And I hasten to add, boys, we are back by popular demand. How are you doing? How are you doing, Shane? Good, mate. I'm just surprised people want us back, if I'm honest. <laughs> Kyle, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, very well. Still plodding along, so can't complain. New surroundings for you, Kyle. Ooh, new home, new broom. Yeah, it's nice. It's got a, it's a bit of a hotel room boutique feel, I, I think. It looks... It looks a lot smaller on you than it is in real life, but I've done all this myself, so I'm proud of that. I can see your handcuffs in the in the uh, background. <laughs> hey, hey, it is Valentine's Day after all. Mate, I was going to say, how oh, do you fit down the sides of the bed? Can you can you get down the side? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> not not with my oh, ego, God. no. <laughs> how are we doing, then, boys? I mean, we've it's been so long. I know we've kept in touch, but for our listeners' point of view, and I, I didn't say that, you know likely we we have had lots of requests whether it be on social media or now we're out and about again to to do another series and shane's got a an element of truth in that we just probably thought well we've you know we've gone at it three series hammer and tongs but we'll we'll come back we, there's loads that have happened to us all in in lockdown and so on how have you been Shane? have you coped yeah I, uh, i've been all right you know yeah when you do these kind of podcasts you don't know how it's going to be received really and the feedback we've had has been great so you know you never know when it's your last one, do you? Let's be honest. But uh, the fact that people enjoy it and have wanted us back is great. But yeah, lockdown's been tough. It's been tough for everyone, hasn't it? We don't know what's been going on, what decisions are going to be made. We're always a step behind in Wales as well, so we're always chasing it. Um, but it, it also means as well you get a bit of time to reflect and get on with other things, I suppose, Sean. So a couple of projects on the go, and it was great today, isn't it? You know, Valentine's Day. Everyone's all lovey-dovey, happy, ready to go out, spend some time with their partners, and and I'm here with you, lot. Is it Valentine's Day? <laughs> oh, I thought that's I why we were wearing red, Sean. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Because there is an element of truth in our break, because without mentioning anything, you know, we were very close to being picked up by uh, quite a major podcast platform, so we must have been doing something right. That no news on that yet, but so we we decided to go ahead with series four. Yeah, a lot's happened to you, mate. Um, one has become two. One has become two. Um, you got married, mate. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I did. I got married at the end of last year. Um, some people turned up. Some didn't. Oh. Um, I, I just so you know, I, I'm going to be sending you a Gala bill for £600, mate, right? I done one. Who attended Kyle's wedding? I did. Who didn't? Shane. Shane, don't worry. I was sat right at the back. Anyway, he's supposed to be our mate. I was sat at the back of like 600 people. I had to put a pair of binoculars in my bag so I could see the wedding ceremony. Hey, when I come down, I'm going to have my entrance. You were the first person I high-fived and give a cuddle to, so... I was I was willing to fall down those stairs. I didn't know, did I? And I carried her down the stairs as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, it was good. It was a good day. Um... I was dreading it to be honest with you. I, I don't know how you boys felt when you got married, but it was I was very nervous. And then the night before, I think I was up until like four or five in the morning, stereotypical groom. And the night before he gets married, um, decided to write my speech at five in the morning. And um, 
Yeah, and it was just a great day. It was fantastic. It was a beautiful venue. The sun was out as well. It was in mid-November in North Wales, and uh, everything that um, we wanted to go right went even better. So, quick was, story, uh, side story of your wedding, right? Uh, so my wife and I went up, uh, stayed in a, in like a bed and breakfast, uh, get dressed in the morning, all that, ready to go, excited to go. She. Uh, she comes out of the bathroom and she says, you're not going to believe this. My handbag's broken. I said, I'm like, oh, wow, is it? You know, major event, isn't it? Now you don't <laughs> understand. I need a clutch bag, a carry bag. What am I going to do? Well, we're in the middle of North Wales. It's not, a, you know, it's not like a John Lewis where we were. Oh, it's a when you give me yours, Sean? Well, I was using mine. <laughs> mine matched my suit, you know. It clashed with her dress. So anyway, uh, being a good husband and man as I am, I uh, took a, a stroll down into Clangochlin just to see what I could find. And there's more than one charity shop in Clangochlin, right? I had a mental picture of a, the colour of her dress. I didn't buy just one, boys. I bought three hanging bags, so she had a choice. Yeah. And it cost me a total of £3.50. <laughs> Fantastic. See? Actually, one just hit the money. She was absolutely delighted. And the day went swimmingly. Brilliant. Wow. Brilliant altogether. Yeah. I am got any. I am got any stories that can uh, top that, Sean. I'm afraid my life's just too dull. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want a handbag, mate, ask Gail if she ever needs a handbag. Holly's handbag. Oh, Holly's your man, right? Jesus, yeah. she's had enough. Yeah. So we're back. We're back uh, with Tuesday Club. We're going to obviously talk the usual stuff. We've got the middle of the Six Nations rugby, so there will be a bit of rugby. We've got loads of special guests lined up. It's going to be a new feature on Kyle. Uh, he's been playing with his toys, and um, we're going to be able to introduce callers onto Tuesday Club. So if you're interested, get in touch on Instagram, Tuesday Club Podcast. You know, drop us a, a message, and Kyle will DM you. Uh, set you up with a link and a, a phone number. You can call in to the show and ask any of us any questions. Something tells me, Shane, there'll be a lot of Outlander questions. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of Outlander questions as well. <laughs> I'm going to have to start watching that programme, aren't I, Kai? I mean, you know, give it a go, mate. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I'm only teasing, but it's my favourite. When's it on again? <laughs> Uh, there's a new series actually coming out um, yeah, in about three that. weeks. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. Season You've been six. working as well, look, Kyle. Haven't you? Aside from Outlander, you did a few few projects while we were away. Yeah, um, I went uh, over to Norway and Lithuania uh, f- from September uh, up until a week before Christmas. Um, did this really gritty Norwegian gangster drama where I play the son of a head of a, a London gang family. Uh, who gets sent over to Norway to, you know, knock a few people off. So that was good. <laughs> Oslo was uh, brilliant, uh, very, very expensive. Uh, Lithuania was very, very cold and very, very cheap. So all in all, it was a good couple of months, yeah. God, well done, man. And, and has there been any bigger social media sort of uh, highlight than Shane trying to find the guy that nicked his bike? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fat a lot of good that did, really. <laughs> yeah, I love some of the messages like, we know who you are. We've got CCTV footage. We've got information. I was like, I was watching Line of Duty. I was waiting for the oh, Liam yeah. for the Liam Neeson post on his Instagram. Yeah. I know where you are. I know who you are. I will find well, you. Well, that, that, that's what I was going for. But obviously, 
no one's it hasn't really intimidated anyone so the bike's still not home to be fair but you know one day you never know well to be fair to be fair Kyle, there's you and I, I got a rally grifter, you got a chop, uh, Shane like has 10 grand bikes, so you know, it is, it is a big deal, like you know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, someone's enjoying that bike anyway. And I, he, I, he hope cycl- have, I hope they have a puncher, he ain't cycling through Ben Arman, is he? <laughs> oh, Jesus, no, I don't know what the doing, to be fair, yeah. but uh, I just hope he gets a puncher in the rain, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Six Nations is back, all right, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We've got a special guest coming on very shortly to talk a little bit about Six Nations and uh, it's a she and she's not a rugby player but uh, she is heavily involved in rugby but you know while we uh, while we're talking about uh, social media and this that and the other I mean, what was what was the let's not talk low lights boys let's talk highlights were there any highlights to come out the lockdown um, you know, we did a few things didn't we about a year ago but in the last year anything any highlights to come out of, of what's been going on at home or, or with work uh, well, highlights for me, Sean, is that, you know, during lockdown, you know, first of all, it's nice to spend time at home, to be honest. We know how busy we can be, but more important than that, I just had time to reflect on what I wanted to do. Uh, now, I had plenty going on, but during lockdown, things like TV work and punditry and commentary, it was non-existent. So I started working on a couple of projects and uh, you know, whether it was the coffee or the gin or, or something different as well. And I started planning for the next couple of years. So, yeah, I, now the lockdown's over. Um, I've got a lot going on, probably too much going on, if I'm honest, Sean, but, um, but it's something to keep me busy and keep me focused. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a cup half full person. And I think just moving forward now, I've got plenty of things to get on with and hopefully make a success of them as we go on. So, yeah, look, it was tough for everyone, isn't it? But you can't just sit on, on your hands and do nothing. I think you just got to go away, reflect and have a crack and just do something you wouldn't have had the chance to do before then. And yeah. that's what I've done. And, you know, I've loved it. We really enjoyed it. Ah, it seems to be going well. I, I'm, you and I are very similar, mate. You know, you can you can cry in your beer or your cup of tea, can you? But um, I did the same. I mean, <clears throat> I started a new business, a golf business, as we, you know, we talked about before and it's just given time to convalesce to plan and now we've got 16 events coming up this year great days golf which now i can throw myself into and then things like yeah. we do the tv and the hosting events tuesday club podcast hopefully give us a bit of profile to, to help generate our other businesses and and that's quite exciting kyle you've been too busy domestically with getting married <laughs> selling and buying a new house and doing it up yeah it's been uh it's been a, a tough uh 12 months i'll be honest with you but uh just building sites and tv sets for me mate same old <laughs> same shit different day building sites and t- I, th- I think that's, that should be the the title of either a, a book or some sort of album building sites and tv sets would you reckon sound good or would you read it no no, I thought not. <laughs> nah, it's been busy. Um, it's very difficult. Like, obviously, I I do work on a building site. Um, I'm very fortunate that I've been taught different trades. You know, not I'm obviously not an expert in any of them by all means, but uh, I can do a bit of carpentry. I can do a, well. I am a qualified plumber, actually, Wales. Um, and uh, the only thing I won't put my hand to is plastering. It's too messy for me. I don't like it. And when it gets in your eye, it burns. So, um. I've had a go and it's taken its time because I am doing it on my own uh, in the evenings after being on a building site all day or on the weekends when there isn't any rugby on. 
Uh, but it's getting there. We've almost finished the upstairs of the house, and then we'll be starting the downstairs. So, yeah, domestically, it's been very busy for me. Um, and hopefully this year, now, with a, with a wedding out of the way and Christmas out of the way, wait for the Six Nations to get out of the way, and then I'll be uh, flying. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we leave the Six Nations to the second half of the show without guests a little bit much. But um, and we, we also want to ask her what she's been watching. That was a feature in, the, in Series 3. Now, I know we've just said we're all busy, but we still find time to watch a little something. What, what have you been watching, Shane? Well, I, I've been watching recently, very recently, and just now, actually, uh, the Winter Olympics. Um, I, I'm an avid snowboarder myself. Um, <laughs> very, very average uh, snowboarder, but I just I just like things on the telly that are very different, and the Winter Olympics doesn't, you know, isn't, doesn't come around every year, so I enjoy that. Um, when it comes to telly, uh, Gail has been watching a lot of like series. Uh, she's been watching The Affair, which which is apparently quite good. The annoying thing is, is that I'll start watching the series with her, and then when I'm not home, she'll watch two or three episodes again. And I come in, and then it's halfway through the next kind of uh, series, and I'm like, "Well, what's happened here then?" And so I, I lose track, I lose patience, and I stop watching. Uh, even right. I introduced Gail to Dexter. All Dexter right. used to be one of my favourites. Yeah. Right? So we watched we watched Dexter and I had all the questions. Why is he doing this? Why is he killed him? Why is he killed her? What's, what's the story? She got into it and then we started watching Dexter New Blood, which obviously is the second second uh, set. And, and then so we watched the first one together, watched the second one and it was explaining everything about the first series. And then she watched about seven or eight on her own without me and completely ruined it for me. So, yeah, that, that kind of broke it for me, really. So I, I don't watch any more series with her at all. So I just, I, I literally take myself, go in the other room and I watch Winter Olympics now because I, at least I know what's happening there. So she's, yeah. She's it is me. tough, isn't it? It is tough. You know, when you want to watch something together and then there might be a period where you're, you know, you're working and you can't watch anything for a few nights or a week or, or, or longer. And... I get frustrated like that as well. In terms of, if I if I watch them and I want to watch it and what you know get it done, like you know, but uh, I was I tell you what I've been watching is um, uh, Trigger Point. It's by the same people who did Line of Duty, um, yeah. And and it, it's just, it was excuse the pun, it was a slow burner, but um, it it it's, it has got me in. It's, it's a who who you know there is somebody uh, they weave it in that they that there's there's plots and uh, you know you, you think it's him who done it and, and so on at the moment it's all pointing to the to the red dead guy who, who's a bit you know uh, brother has just got blown up sorry if you haven't watched it yet but um, you know she's lost her best mate she's lost her brother uh, all fingers are pointing to him it's clearly not him if you watched Line of Duty so I watched that and I tell you what else I watched uh, the other day. Uh, uh, so you just come on Netflix, Tinder Swindler. You see it? I see. I, I am see. I've seen it. I've seen watch, it. But watch I it. it. Yeah. I, clearly, I've never been on Twitter, on Twinder, or, or Tinder. Right? Cle- <laughs> clearly, I've never been on it. So, but I know what it is. Obviously, and it, it wasn't about that. It was about you know because I watched the cricket when the the guy who tried to buy cricket. If you ever if you saw that, um, so it's a, he's a he's a fake guy. But it's it's worth a watch. Uh, how people can be duped, you know, particularly online. It's really worrying when you have got kids as well. So, um, yeah, Tinder Swindler, watch that one. It's worth a watch. I agree. Crazy story. 
Yeah, I, I watched The Responder last week. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen that advertising on BBC. It's uh, Martin Freeman. Ah, yeah, and he's a scouser. Correct. So he's uh, he's uh, uh, an officer on the beat in Liverpool who's suffering with uh, serious mental health issues. Um, and the story goes, he used to be, you know, one of the higher-up detective sergeants. Something happened, and he, he got demoted all the way back down to um, a copper on the beat. And it's just about all the twists and turns about what happens through this like couple of weeks where things start going wrong for him and he gets pulled into like sort of a part of the Liverpool underworld and great and Martin Freeman obviously everyone knows him he, he, he rose to fame from The Office um, with Ricky Gervais and uh, he's always been associated with comedy but the last sort of I would say five to seven years he's been doing really well he's been in a few Marvel movies he's been doing some big films and um, just luck. Yeah, he was in Hobbit. Sherlock for a long time on BBC. He was the Hobbit, yeah, Bilbo Baggins and the, the the prequels to the Lord of the Rings. And just to see what he is now, like his performance in that show, the responder, which just had me glued. Like, a, and for 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 a lot of actors, right, boys, it's very difficult to switch off when you've been blessed to have worked on so many different TV sets because you're always like, oh, looking for this, or oh, he looked into the camera, or he's crossed this, that, and the other. And it's very difficult sometimes to switch off and you know when someone is really good because you've just gone, Jesus Christ, that performance was phenomenal. And, and he was. So I, I very much recommend The Responder on BBC. Um, BBC iPlayer, yeah. So yeah, that's what good. I've been watching. Good. But obviously we're full into the Six Nations at the moment. Fully rugby fans out there. Uh, we're back. Crowds were back. Uh, Shane and I worked together on Saturday at an event. It was good, wasn't it? We had to, having people in the room and we've done a few things this last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, without doubt. You know, um, walking through Cardiff was absolute carnage on Saturday. I mean, in the best best of ways. I think uh, everyone was excited. The the whole atmosphere around around the stadium was buzzing. Um, and obviously, you're going to get that in, in the stadium as well. And a huge factor, probably, why Wales won. And I have no doubt that would have helped the boys on Saturday after last week's performance in Dublin. So, um, yeah, it was good to see. It was nice doing a function again together, Sean, wasn't it? And, and seeing how excited people were just to, to be honest, with, just to get out, yeah, just to get out and and get some fresh air and watch some rugby again. And you know, we 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 did that um, event pre-match event, and uh, you know, there were a lot of people there that weren't even going to the stadium. They didn't have to go to the stadium because they had the same kind of feeling and and jitters and goosebumps that um, in the in the uh, in the hotel than they would have if they'd have gone in to watch the game. So. Yeah, good feeling in town, Sat. They really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. and thankfully the result went their way as well. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant yeah, weekend. Cool. Okay, you you went over to Dublin for for week one, Ireland Wales wasn't the best performance from Wales, but uh, you know I know what it's like in Dublin on a match day as this Shane. Uh, you must have had a great weekend. Um, yeah, well, it, it was a performance that uh, I've easily forgotten because I can't even remember going to the stadium. <laughs> so um uh yeah no it was great uh, just to go over I've I like an away day and um I've had Dublin and Paris left and then I can say that I've ticked all the 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 Wales Six Nations away days off but yeah it was great yeah everyone knows uh, the, the, all the Celtics you know we go up to Scotland we have a brilliant day with them they come down Ireland and it was great crack over there um I think I've got shares in Guinness now um the amount that I drank uh, I know you two had a few 
text messages from me throughout the day that which I only remembered from waking up the next day and looking at my phone. Um, funny story. Um, after the game, we we left um, about ten minutes early. There was no point in staying anymore. Um, and we thought because we had my 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 old man and my old girl with us, let's go now. So we beat all the crowds and the mad rush to the trains. So we jumped on the train, and as we came out of uh, Tara Street Station, there's a little alleyway pub directly underneath. So we went in there. So right, let's jump in here, out of the rain. Let's go in there and watch a Scotland game. So we're sitting there now, and slowly, maturely, as everybody starts coming back, the bar fills up and fills up. And then I know you two call me a mad taff, but there were even madder taffs over there that day. And um, there was a, a fella in there who was absolutely tearing the place apart he was massive he must have been over six foot three he had the same size head as a spanish bull massive beard and he was just singing the songs and, sh- and taking you know, like all the banter with everyone in the bar and he comes over and he goes oh oh he said uh, when's the podcast coming back on and i was like all right okay he said tell shane i said what's happening i went right okay mate no worries he said no serious now tell him shun he said what's happening so I went, right, okay. So we left and he started abusing some other people down the other end of the bar. So I text Shane quickly. I'll try to, if I could see. I said, right, mate, do you know somebody called, called Shunny? He says, Jesus Christ, stay away from him, whatever you do. <laughs> hey, the power of the Six Nations and Man Taft's by it. Everyone knows everyone. Oh, uh, Shunny, uh, it was great. And do you know what? Yeah. We were saying about um, the reception we've had since starting this podcast. It was great because the amount of people that came up to me and you know we're saying when's the podcast coming back and we love the podcast and this that and the other and they were all welsh fans obviously but uh, but it was great you know and it was it, it was something to talk about because nobody wanted to talk about the result so yeah, yeah. but it was a great weekend uh, it's, uh, we've had good feedback and it's nice when people come up and say about it because at the end of the day even though we all do different things and we've got a got a bit of a profile some bigger than others uh in whatever we do it's just us three having a chin wag, really, isn't it? You know, catching up, and that's how we started with lockdown and stuff. And and it is genuine. It's it's surprising, isn't it? How many people, even if they're on a walk or in the car, they just want to listen to you having a chat because they can relate to it. You know, I'm mean, yeah. just talking about everyday things. You know, I I did this that fit for fifty thing last year with my fiftieth um, uh, birthday, trying to get in some shape and healthy and. You know, I stopped it now for a while, and the amount of people have come up and said, "Look, what, why have you stopped?" And I had about, I don't know, five, and you got one as well, Shane. You know, they yeah. they just are looking for some sort of attachment, uh, acknowledgement, inspiration, motivation, just a daily pick me up and stay on course. So I've started again now. Then my boy Ryan has um, has come in the gym with me. He's nineteen, and you know what nineteen year olds like? He, he he wants to look good and feel good. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've been in the gym the last two weeks with him, which is good. So uh, there's good things to come out of it, and uh, we'll do it. We'll do this series now, and we'll talk a little bit more. Coming up, uh, we've got a very special guest, uh, Christina Mahon. She is a presenter with Premier Sports. She's also been on the Rugby Joe podcast. She's got lots to tell us. She's a massive rugby fan, Big Island fan, a Dubliner herself. So I'm sure um, she can tell us a little bit about how the Island All Blacks weekend went on last autumn where they beat the New Zealanders, uh, but also how they beat Wales and then lost to France this weekend. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Tuesday Club Podcast, and subscribe via Apple Podcast, Acast, to the Tuesday Club.
Well, I'm delighted now, our first episode of Series 4, to say that we've got a very special guest joining us. We've got none other than Christina Mahon. Christina, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. First guest of Season 4, like, the, no pressure. Yeah, look, listen, if I'm yeah. honest, we just wanted somebody good-looking to, to, against the next these three ugly mugs. That's all it was, really. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you have Shane on. That's why you have oh, Shane on. Oh, wow, wow. Hey, I'll be honest, wow. after two weekends like ago, you, you're lucky you're on, I'll be honest with you. Sean had to fight to get you on. Oh, did he? Oh, is, that, no, is that because I didn't give you a compliment? Look, I'm getting to spend my Valentine's Day with three wonderful men. No, it's, so not, it's, mean... not, it's not because you didn't compliment me. It's because you absolutely smashed us two weeks ago in Dublin. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was well. I mean, look, you guys made up for it this weekend, to be fair. So, yeah, yeah. were you at the game, Christina? Did you go to that uh, the other week? No, I didn't. I watched it from the comfort of my own home, um, and it was it was a, it was an amazing game. I did feel really, really sorry for you guys, but do you know what? I think, yeah, I think going into the competition, Wales are always really interesting because something magical can just happen and something of a fluke can just, and you know, uh, you just never know where Wales are going to be at. So I was nervous, but I'm um, obviously delighted to get the win, especially when it was at home. And I was in this, I was in Ballsbridge that day and just the atmosphere, like there's something so special about the Six Nations and you can just feel it in the air. And it was like going by pubs and they were like spray painting on the Welsh crest. And it was just, yeah, I, I wish I went, but uh, no, I, I, I'm glad I, well, yeah, what a game. Well, what a game yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it was. But Kyle texted me before he was going because he was going with his wife and his parents. And he said, uh, look, any idea where to go in Dublin? Um, I said, look, because Kyle's a, what we call a mad taff. I said, if you want to get in with all the mad taffs, you go to Temple Bar. I said, but you're just going to meet Joe from Batalbert and, and Bill from Swansea. I said, personally, I like to get away from that. I'll go down to O'Donoghue's, get a bit more Irish feel, you know, uh, get up to St. Seamus Green and just, just get away from all the mad taffs. Where did he go? You went to Temple Bar. I saw it on your Instagram. It was creeping on you earlier. I, I mean, it was my first time in Dublin. I could not go to the Temple Bar and have a photo outside. Um, oh, but yeah. I think we got there. We went for breakfast. You know what I'm like, Sean. I'm up at eight o'clock in the morning. And I got my international playlist on Spotify. Loads of Max Boy, Stereophonics, Tom Jones. I'm having breakfast at nine o'clock, and then I'm on the booze end at nine thirty. So I made everybody follow my structure of International Day that I follow every weekend. And um, we were in the Temple Bar. I think by about quarter past ten, and already, and I was just like, oh, there's nothing's going to be going on, and. Already, they had a guy on, and he was on the, and he was singing, and he was singing Fields of Athen Ray, and I was just like, oh my god, this is brilliant. And then I started everybody singing off hymns and hymns and arias, and I'd only had half a pint of Guinness so far. Um, but How yeah. was the Guinness? Do you know what? Right, it was um, it was kind of the same as every other pint of Guinness I've ever tried in my life, and oh, I know don't. this is going to upset a lot of people. Um, no. But don't do it, mate. First off, oh, let no, me just no, say no. to you, Christina, I. I Irish drink. Fan. I was 30 Irish fans. Listen, listen. Off. I'm from a generation that drink to get drunk on a Friday and a Saturday, and that's it. I have never <laughs> enjoyed any lager, any bitter. If I had to choose an alcohol to drink because I like the taste, it would probably be Archers and Lemonade. But I won't admit that to anyone. So Archers and Lemonade. Mate, Jesus. trust me, it tastes like the sun. When you try it, you'll thank me. <laughs> but 
I, I just don't drink. I don't like the taste of drink. I drink, and I, when I drink, it's just like that. Gone, gone, <laughs> gone, gone. So um, for me, as somebody that doesn't enjoy, you know, a John Smith's or a Guinness, I was drinking it just to put on my Instagram that I was drinking Guinness in Ireland because that's what everybody does nowadays. <laughs> Tell you what, you're so predictable, Kyle. So like I'm a cliche and I love myself. I don't care. You back yourself. Do you know what? Yeah, I mean, I had Sean on the Whiskey Sours the last time uh, we True. did a game together. Yeah, I promised I'd take him on a tequila journey the next time um, we had it. We had a game, so I am. I'm going to hold you to that. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna rid me of my uh, my fear of tequila and do a bad experience in oh. Portugal in 1989. I haven't had it since. Christina's gonna give me some tips on how to drink tequila. Oh, I can't wait. Do you know the two yeah. bars that I went to in Dublin that I can remember going to? Right, was obviously we went to the Temple Bar, mm-hmm. and we went to the Arlington. Am I? Is that right? The Arlington Hotel across the, the river. Ar- that was a horror the... film, wasn't it? No, I th- in Temple Bar. No, no, it's across. It's, oh, it's Temple Bar. It's Burlington. No, it was it definitely called the the Arlington, and it was it was amazing in there, right? But this is the story, right? My dad, as Sean as Sean has done, and Shane's dad, and every, you know all of our forefathers, they've all been going on tours, you know, since they were young. And my dad's been in Dublin many many a time, and. He was like, oh, we'll go to the Arlington, we'll go to the Arlington, it's great in there, it's big Hootenanny, and they got the, you know, the bands on, and it's brilliant, we all mix, yeah, great. So we've we've done our night, we've come back from the game, we've been to a couple of bars, he's like, right, come on, we're going to the Arlington. So we go across the river, now. there's this massive queue to this place, and it's a hotel, I didn't know it was a hotel, and we're standing in the queue now, and, you know, I've had a few Guinness, and uh, I'm like, I said, oh, I'm not waiting in this queue anymore, so I'm going to go up to the front and get us in past the queue. So I walk past everybody now, ballsy as you like, and I'm talking to the bouncer, and the next thing, I just get sent to the back of the queue, and I go all the way down, and everyone's shouting and clapping, and I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. And then my dad goes, I'll be back in a minute now. My dad goes to the front of the queue, and then I'm like, it's to some guy. I was like, he's never going to get us in. He was like, he's like, he's not going to get you in there. No, you're not going to get in there. And I was like, okay, next thing, my father just struts in, the bouncer's like, ah, come on, don't you please, the three of you. We went, we went straight in past the queue. I was like, Dad, what have you done by there? And he was like, he said, oh, they, they know me from back in the day, didn't they? And the bouncer spoke to me. He said, listen, he came up here with so much balls. He said, what he's done is he's flashed me his hotel key, and I just had to laugh. I had to let him in <laughs> to pretend that we were staying there. And he got us straight in, and everyone was cheering and shouting, and that was brilliant for me. I thought that was that was a highlight of my weekend. You know, my, da- my dad's my block. hero. My dad's my Chip. hero. Chip off your block, you are now, Christina. Let's look. Your connection with uh, with rugby goes back. Uh, of course, you're working on Premier Sports now, but uh, in a former life, you were the community manager for Rugby Island, the players, the Rugby Island players. The I rugby, mean, yeah, rugby players Ireland. Place rugby players it. Island. I mean, you know, you're talking, you're talking, you know, world class players, personalities, big names. You know, I know what that's like, but in that role, I mean, God, you must have had some um, interesting characters to deal with. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think working with the with the players is really interesting because they're so different to normal people and the way that they think and function. And you know, a lot of them have been institutionalized since they were so young, and it's just like it's this bubble, and it's like that's not what real life is like outside of it. Um, so. I, Actually, in a former, former life, I would have known a lot of them through a nightclub that I used to work in. So that kind of get that went for me when I started working there just out of fear. Um, so they would do stuff for me when just, I'd ask. Uh, Christina, just clarify now for all listeners, uh, your role at the nightclub. 
Uh, I was front of house. Thank God for that, because uh, I know rugby players, they tend to go to nightclubs. No, in a very, very established nightclub that Shane and I used to frequent when we played Leinster. But yeah, sorry, I digress. Go on. Yeah, so it was just really cool. I think I, I'm really interested in people and I like to kind of, I just like, I love to people watch, like I just like to get to know people and I just like to know how people tick. So it was very much, I know when I first started in there, because community engagement is, you know, it was getting them out involved in charities and, you know, it was a niche, it was an area that we all knew we needed to target, but we just like, it was so difficult to kind of get them engaged. So it was just trying to find this this way to kind of crack them. And I eventually did. I was probably banging my head off the wall for maybe six months when I first got in there. And then actually it was it was the Ulster boys that were kind of the first to kind of buy into it. Um, and yeah, once I kind of got the, I just cracked the system, then it was just, it was awesome. Um, so they kind of started it. And then because one province had it, the others were like, well, why can't I have this? And it's like, well, you can. So it was just, you know, it snowballed from there. So like four and a half years in there, it was amazing. Uh, that's where I started doing the emceeing stuff as well. So um, yeah, and now we're kind of, you know, a couple of years later, we're we're on TV with Primary Sports with, with Sean himself there, so. Yeah, but you had rugby passing the podcast in the middle of that as well. That was very successful, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So rugby pass came about um, through the rugby pod. I ended up hosting an event for them god it was maybe three three-ish years ago uh it was myself big jim hamilton and then luke Fitzgerald was the guest so we did that i absolutely loved it i kind of got the bug for it you know you're feeding off the audience it was just a, it was such an amazing night um and jim and i just kept in touch hosted another one for them um in ireland again and then i literally just harassed rugby pass for probably about a year straight but like is there any way i can get involved like you know if, if you need someone to just slot in i was like oh or you know i was trying to create a segment for myself like i was doing everything i could um and almost had kind of given up on it when we were all hit with the pandemic so um yeah that was kind of tough we like i remember when we it, in the office in Rugby Players Ireland, we all, we were sponsored by Heineken's. So we all kind of took a crate home and like, oh, we'll see you in two weeks, you know, like, you know, this is, oh, this will all blow over. And uh, yeah, then obviously two years later, we kind of, we're just about coming out of it. But yeah, there was a point um, within the first couple of months of the pandemic where people kind of realized how serious it was. And I remember just waking up one morning to a text um, from one of the guys in Rugby Pass, just be like, we have this opportunity for you. We finally found something and they wanted me to host a brand new podcast. And obviously it was the Lions year. So it was, you know, it was Rugby Pass Offload uh, and it very much built up to the Lions tour. So it was myself, the original crew were myself, uh, Ryan Wilson, um, Simon Zebo, Dylan Hartley and Jamie Roberts. And uh, it just, yeah, 42 episodes. And then that put me in the shop window then for, uh, for Premier Sports. Do you know, you're on about like the hosting and stuff and you're on about going to London. Is it is it hosting you want to do and presenting? Because I've, I've tried it. I've tried hosting. I've tried presenting. I I just find it so difficult. You know, it's, mm. I find it easy, so much easier just to get asked the questions. So it's it's a uh, it's an art, isn't it? Really, to to be doing that, all of that. Yeah, it definitely is, and I think, but there's it, nothing beats the experience of a live audience. Like I found that with the because my my whole training was kind of like right, you go from a live audience, and this could be you know Q and A's could have been you could have had a couple of hundred in the room, or you could have had two or three. Like I remember doing a Q and A with, and it was like if it wasn't for my friends that had gone, there would have been nobody in the audience. And you still, you just still have to go and you take it as seriously as anything else. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, you're feeding off that audience, you're feeding off the, the energy in the room and then you go to a podcast and you're like, you're channeling so much energy into it, but it's all on a screen. And then you close that screen and you just, it's like the high and then the, the drop to the low. And 
and then the TV stuff is just insane. Like I, you like, it's so hard to explain to someone who like who's not in it. It's just it's the environment is so unnatural, and it's like you're staring at this camera, but that's your audience, and you know the room is is really warm, the lights are bright. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, yeah, the hosting stuff I love. Um, absolutely, love. I I just like to ask. I like to talk. I like to get to know people. So yeah, hosting Q and A's like it's kind of the dream. You 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 mentioned obviously you went from the let's call it a bar not a nightclub um, into that being a liaison for the Irish rugby players. Is this a silly question? Were you a rugby fan or was it just an opportunity for a better job, a better career? Yeah, I was a rugby fan. Um, I got into rugby when I was I I just I just wanted to spend more time with my dad when I was about sixteen, seventeen. Uh, he watched it. I was like, well, this is something we could potentially bond over. Um, started watching the sport then. And like, I just got really into it. I just, I was really engaged. Like I could never really, I never gravitated towards other sports before. Like I wouldn't be a football fan. You know, you wouldn't get me to sit down and watch anything. And this is the first thing that I would sit through. So then we started going to the Irish games, started going to the Leinster games because we're Kildare based. So like Leinster would be the team we would support. Uh, don't hold that against me. Um, so then, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was, um, you know, working with the, I suppose you were working with the guys in this nightclub. Um, and like, we had all the international teams and like, you know, I do say if I'm ever stuck for cash in the future, I'll write a tell all book because the stories that I would have <laughs> about that place alone, like, oh, geez, I'd say if somebody was, yeah, if some oh, guys were listening in, they'd have shivers. They'd yeah. Like, oh, geez. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Cause I went to that club. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run by yeah, what so, I have to say about you first. We'll yeah, edit that yeah, chapter. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. we'll I'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tweak that. Um, so yeah, but it was just I. Yeah, I don't get phased. Like it's it's it was. Um, yeah, and I think the players' association, what they do is incredible. So it's you know it's everything off the pitch. It's you know it's you know life after rugby, and it's it's just getting them thinking about different things. And I just think it's such an incredible place to be in. And I think it's amazing that there's so many other players' associations. The International Players Association is also based in Dublin as well. So, like, you know, you've got the two side by side. It's just, it was just class, you know. It's, and it's a, it's looking at rugby in a different way. This this nightclub, right, Kyle, is uh, it's a place to be in Dublin. Okay, and obviously it was. Island, was sorry, was, <clears throat> and where um, all the Leinster players, all the Irish players, and the international teams commentated on. Uh, I was working for RT, I think, Christina, but I, I met up with Jiffy and uh, Nugget, Martin Williams, right? So we go now. There's, this, there's always a massive queue, isn't it? It's a mm. massive, massive queue now, right? And uh, I'm thinking, oh, we're never going to get in here now. Jiff is not the most patient of guys. And I'm, he says, look, leave it to me. A bit like your dad in the Arlington, right? Leave it to me, he says. And I'm thinking, well, hang on. Send Nugget up. He's a three-time British lion, Irish lion, like you know. Send Nugget up, and Nugget's going. I'm not going up. So anyway, honestly, it's a massive queue. And next thing I know, there's a bouncer walking all the way down, finds me and Nugget with two bands, and he says, "Put these on, follow me." It was like a side down the stairs and side door. Christina, yeah, yeah. Walked us through this right all the way up. There's Jiffy in the VIP. He's got beers for us, all right. He's surrounded by players. Totally, boys, stick with me. You'll get in anywhere. That was the first time, right? And then, and then you remember when the Scarlets won the Pro 12? I was commentating, and I decided why I don't know, but I wore a Scarlets tie. So I wore like a black suit, white shirt, and a Scarlets tie. Nigel Owens was refing. And by the time we finished the production, this, that, and the other, 
everyone had gone. So I went to meet um, Nigel Owens in, is it Brian O'Driscoll's pub? Is it the Bath? Oh, that was on O'Malley's pub. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So to meet Nigel Owens there, he'd gone. Right, he's gone. Who's he gone with? He's gone with the Scarlet's players. Oh, right. Okay, that, that's right. Can't get a taxi for love, no money from there to get. I'm thinking I'm going to go to the nightclub. You know, again, I get there and having had the Jiffy experience, I just bit like your dad again. I thought, Do you know what? I walked straight up. I got my Scarlet's tie on and I said, I admit, I said, I'm the team manager. I'm late. I've had to do press duties and stuff. He goes, Yeah, follow me. Took me all the way down, right? Stayed in the VIP. There's Nigel over to the bottle of Grey Goose, sat in amongst all the all the Scarlet's players enjoying their victory. But I learned from Jiffy on that one. But it, it, it was a good place to be. I've, I've got a story as well, very similar though, Sean, very quickly. Paddy Cullen, Paddy Cullens um invited me to their bar in 2013, I think it was, and they changed the whole bar to the Shane Williams pub. Um, right. Yeah, so I went there and, and I met the owner and everything was great and went to the game and, and uh, had a few beers. And then I went, I thought, right, okay, the hotel's very close to Paddy Cullen's. I've got to go back there now and have a couple of pictures near the bar because it, it was all Shane Williams logo and branded. And I went there and um, the bouncers wouldn't let me in. <laughs> no. I was like, I was like um, that's, that's my name up there, mine. That's literally my name. And and they wouldn't let me in because we were too busy. But oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my story. That's brilliant. That happened to me. Do you know what? It was that embarrassing. Happened, that, well, I was on the door. I was responsible for this. Um, it was the the year the All Blacks. Um, we the year Ireland almost beat the All Blacks in the November internationals. Um, we had um on the Friday night I was working, and my boss came down to me. and He said, "Oh, Zeebs is upstairs. Uh, he's getting mobbed." Can you go up and look after him? Can you go up and sort of move into him into a different area? I was like, yeah, no problem. So I went up, sorted him out, came back down. And uh, he was, I was like, oh, yeah, Zeebs is all sorted. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Can you do the same for Dan Carter? And I was like, whatever. Like, you know, get the boat. Like, you, you, like you're, you're just having me on here. And he's like, no, like genuinely, Christine, he's upstairs. So I was like, okay, never met this man before. Obviously knew who he was. Went and found Zeebs and was like, can you just do me a favor? And can you come with me? So he doesn't think I'm just this massive fan girl. Um, so I, he came across with me. He was like, she's fine. She works here. I think I spoke so fast. He couldn't really understand what I was saying. So he, he followed me anyway. So I got him sorted. And just by chance, I was like, what are you guys doing on Sunday after the game? And he was like, oh, we don't have any plans yet. And I was like, well, come in here and I'll give you a free bar. Like, I had no authority to say this, but I was like, well, look, like, I'm sure they wouldn't mind if, the, if you know, if, if we did get them in. So they agreed to it anyway. And um, then I was there in the night. We were trying to keep it hush hush. And you know, and then eventually, like, the team started rolling in. Irish boys were coming in, totally fine, knew who they were. And then, lo and behold, I had a load of guys rocking up to the door. And I was like, hang on a second. I don't know who half these, like, the All Blacks are. So, like, they're standing at the door. And I'm like, what's your name? And I'm like, just give me two seconds, close the door. And then I have to go Google. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, come on in. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but that was, that was some nightmare. Okay, yeah. So, and listen, Christina, we we do a little um, bit on our show with uh, with our guests, and it, it sort of it was born out of lockdown, really, when everybody was stuck in the house and um, listening to podcasts and watching TV, and and we called it "What You're Watching." So, you know, we we've we've had a little chew of the fat in terms of what we've been watching recently. What what you've been watching? 
Oh, it's such a touchy subject with the stuff that I like to watch because so much is going on at the moment that when I sit down to watch TV, I like to watch really fluffy things. And I used to be a person who would love like murder documentaries. I used to be, obs- I'm still obsessed with trying to figure out how to kind of actually get away with perfect murder. Like this is just a thing that I constantly come back to. And like, I remember saying this to my boss and I worked in Rugby Players Ireland and I was kind of running a few things by him because he was a solicitor. And he was like, you do realize now that we've had this conversation, I could never be a character witness for you if you ever went up in court. Because he's like, we have actively discussed how you would get away with murder. But um, yeah, so I've kind of digressed a little bit at the moment and I'm just watching light things. So at the moment I've got Euphoria. That's Euphoria is my Monday night show. Um, That's with Zendaya. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. No, Sean's looking at me like I've 10 heads. Yeah, I know she is. She's Tom Holland's... um girlfriend she plays uh mary jane in the spider-man movies and she was in the greatest showman i think was she was that yeah yeah she's great yeah. Uh, yes yes i know now sorry yeah yeah she's amazing so it's just it's about like a small town basically zendaya who's the main character her name is brew and uh, she's a drug addict and it's just following it's a teenage life so they're all about 17 18 and um, her dad passed away she develops a really really intense drug problem and you're kind of following her and there's just so many where it's in season two now it's been renewed for another season it's really the last episode was really really intense um I would always watch it's the last thing I'll watch before I go to bed on a Monday and the music's really great Labyrinth uh, has done the soundtrack he's incredible um they're all nice to look at like it's just wonderful but yeah the last episode was really heavy towards the end like I kind of came away and I felt really tense um but that's great and then what else am I watching I love a league of their own that's just always a classic like I just love watching that um oh be so always I've always said it like that would be a goal of mine to be on that show so you never know I'm just gonna put it out there um and I started watching Pam and Tommy as well oh no have you yeah I'm only one episode in how can I how can that be a Disney though that's Disney yeah I was thinking that when it came on I was like I hope Sean is not watching this that's just weird like that's just weird you know Snow White and then watch that after Snow White doesn't make just doesn't make sense to me it's yeah it's funny because I think like Disney are kind of they're pushing the boundaries because I even noticed say like with the um like with the whole kind of Marvel franchise and stuff you've got your Marvels on Disney and then you've got a few Marvel shows now that are on Netflix and you're like whoa it's day and night like they are really dark and they're really intense yeah so I think it's yeah. just like they're kind of bridging that gap because it's like there is an older audience and if you want to keep them on Disney, you're going to have to start, you know, putting these shows on them. Um, yeah. But also Sebastian Stan, it's kind of why I'm watching it. So. Ah, yeah. there you go. You've been keeping yeah. up with your Marvel stuff, Shane? I, I do. I enjoy my Marvel movies, but it's normally the big ones, you know, the uh, Iron Man and they're Marvel, aren't they? The, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Captain America and all that nonsense. I haven't seen, any, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man yet. Oh I my god! Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man. it's. I think it's the best. I think it's the, the best Marvel film to date. I'm. I would say. Wow. Oh, you're pulling Ooh, a face. Kyle's in now. Ooh. What would you say is the best Marvel? It was good. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One has to be by far the best because they <laughs> flipped the genre on its head. They brought in all the adult humor. They had the best soundtrack that any Marvel mm. movie yeah, it is ever good made. True. And Thor, uh, Ragnarok is the second best Marvel movie. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be on this one, Kyle. Yeah, 
like I like that one. Enjoyed that one. The the Chris Hemsworth again, the the adult humor, him and the Hulk in this weird planet, and mm. the sort of um, midnight neon eighties synth music, and uh, it's brilliant. Anyway, so I agree, the new Spider-Man film is phenomenal, but it ain't as good yeah. as those two. Wheels. I think it's 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 beating um it's it's I think has it all, has it broken the records now um Avatar was the most yeah has it yeah. broken that it was Avatar and it then was. it broke Titanic's because I think Titanic still had the the box office records and it smashed them all basically and it's not nominated for any Oscars which um I think yeah. should you know why why is it why is it why have all the Oscars got to be about you know somebody whose leg is hanging off or some war criminal or something do you know what i mean it's, it's always something serious and mm. you know th- these people have made this movie it's an incredible movie the sfx people have done a, a marvelous job a marvelous job see what i did there <laughs> well, so yeah i don't know it, sh- it should be nominated for a few Oscars, i think it's true i don't understand like marvel is isn't is just huge like the movies they produce are incredible i just don't understand why it doesn't get recognized because like box office numbers don't lie so I, you know and there's these oscar movies that you know a couple of yeah it's just, i don't know it's crazy um, tell you uh, what's what's going on sort of in the holly household uh, it's not me uh, the boys know my two sons christina one's 21 and one's 19 right they're star wars freaks okay so there's been this um new boba fett series out yeah which is a spin-off boba fett was a character in return of the jedi i think but um just picking up off them so the 21 and 19 now and i don't do snapchat but the boys do snapchat so we have a family thing so they send pictures and movies and messages on this family snap thing okay um so i get a i get a i see a couple of deliveries coming in now james my eldest is in loughborough so there's a couple of deliveries for ryan and uh, james comes home for a weekend because the boba fed thing is out or spider-man or something I'm away working. I get the I get this photograph slash video. My 21 year old and 19 year old are in the kitchen. They both got Boba Fed helmets on and lightsabers, and they're fighting each other in the kitchen. I'm like, boys, man, I didn't bring you up for this. Am I wrong, Kyle? No, I think you just you know you, you gotta let the inner nerd uh, <laughs> be released because we've all we've all got an inner yeah. nerd. I feel we've um, all got a lightsaber. You, do you know what I mean? So, you know, some's got some have got lightsabers, some have got Harry Potter ones. Yeah. Uh, so and, so, and isn't Boba Fett Jake the Must? It is. Oh, is it? Yes. Make, make them in some fucking eggs, woman. Oh my god! I just did the first F bomb of the series. <laughs> Well, start, 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 what a film! Sorry, Shane. Yeah, go on. You, that, what a no, film! No, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, I kind of that's what I see in films. I see like films from other characters and Jake the Must, Monster Warriors. Oh, what a film! Have you seen that? Best film ever. Might have. I can't. Monster Warriors is set it's, in in New Zealand. Yeah. Isn't it? It's basically like a night out with Philo Tietje and Jerry Collins. After oh, I've got to watch that. Then was it called Night of the Warriors? Yeah. What one once once Warriors. Warriors. And and the main character is Jake the Must, and he is Bo Buffett. Yeah. I know then. Now then, Jake the Must is what the boys, Philo and Jerry and Damien, they always used to go on about Jake the Must. Used to call Jason Spice Jake the Must, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Angry, very angry. Uh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of spicy, yeah. To a T, to a T. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, yeah, and not that Jason Spice used to go and beat his wife up, though. Let's just go away from that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. 
to all our New Zealand <laughs> listeners. Uh, but listen, it's good. It's been great to be back, Christina. Thanks so much for coming on the Tuesday Club. Um, as as I told you, it's just us three waffling on, and when we got a guest like you, special guest, we continue to waffle on and just and just chew away, and uh, it's what we enjoy. And uh, seemingly a lot of our listeners do as well. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Tuesday Club Podcast on Twitter as well uh, at Tuesday Club. And um, you know, yeah, what are we going to do? Ten episodes, Kyle, series four. Yeah, I think we'll um, I think we'll go for longevity this year. Um, quality over quantity. The last yeah. couple of years, we've rammed a load of episodes in, and but that was because we're all sat in the house doing bog all. But now yeah. we're all back to our lives, and we're all going here, there, and everywhere. Well, you two are building sites and TV sets for me. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think we'll try and we'll we'll try and do a, a very good ten episodes this series. Cool. And Great. don't forget, you know, with our new facility. Thank you to Kyla Builder slash actor. Um, we can now have you on and you can ask a question live on the podcast. So, you know, drop us a message on our social media. We'll get you on. We'd love to speak to you. Love to hear from you. Uh, let's have a sprinkling of Outlander and rugby. You know, it's not just have all Outlander because uh, we do get outlandered out at times. I think we're going to finish this episode of series one on um, the Tuesday Club. We're going to have a quick prediction. We've got the next round of the Six Nations coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Ireland, dare I say, Christina, have it quite easy. Let's have a score prediction for Ireland, Italy. Oh, I think, by the way, Italy played on, on Sunday, yesterday. Um, I'm going to go say, I'm going to say like 50 points. Just put, Ooh, yeah, 50 points. 50 points. I tell you what, I don't think you're far wrong there, Shane. Yeah, Ireland's far too organised and classy behind. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I think, yeah, I think it'd be a 50 pointer. Really do. I think 60. Kyle? Uh, just for balance and diversity, I'm going to go with... Um, three all. Italy win. 7-3 to our island. What a hanging horrible game that's going to be. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and Wales have got a really easy trip up to HQ. Twickenham uh, for back of a win. And England aren't really firing, firing. But uh, Shane, what do you think about that one? No, England aren't firing, but they're still, you know, they should have beaten Scotland, shouldn't they? And Marcus Smith is, he's enjoying himself and he's only going to get better, I think. I, I can't see the, the boys winning up there, unfortunately. Um, it won't be as bad as we think. I don't think it's going to be a 30, 40 pointer, but, you know, it'd be a good 10, 15 point deficit. So let's say 25, 10 to England, unfortunately. That's, well, just, know, that's just broken know, my heart. We know what Kyle's going to say. Oh, you're Wales. Yeah, Wales to win. Christina, as an outsider from England and Wales, any chance for Wales? Oh, yeah. I, I'd like to, I'd like to see Wales win. I I hope it's um I hope it's a close one. You know, and I think if oh, England that's, are... that's a big fat no. <laughs> <laughs> if England are gonna do I think I think you should make them I think I think I hope Wales make them work first, and I think it could be as close as maybe six points. Good. I hope it's gonna... the same. I don't think I'm with Shane. I think it'll be 10 points, but uh, as long as we get a spirited performance. Uh, well, one thing we mentioned on the next podcast, and we won't mention it too much on this one, uh, we've got a little fantasy uh, fantasy rugby league going on between Kyle, Shane, and myself. We won't mention anything more about it at the moment because Kyle's above me, but that'll change in the next round. <laughs> Why did I get invited? I'm can... so invested in the fantasy rugby. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm the top of my league now after the weekend. 
I tell you what, oh, right? Wow. This is for yourself, Christina, future guests, and any listeners. Um, these um, leagues that we create, they are the Guinness Six Nations official fantasy rugby team. Now, anybody can put their own team in. I know we're already two rounds in, but if anybody, listeners, yourself, Christina, wants to enter a team, you're gonna. You, if you've got a team already, you, your points will still be there. The actual. Oh, that's my ring doorbell. Uh, the actual name of the league is Tuesday Club with a capital T and a Tuesday C, uh, a capital T and a capital C <laughs> on the name. And I will post the password on our social medias for anybody that wants to join in the fun with myself, Sean, and Shane. Ooh. And they can see Shane, who was once uh, the Padwan becoming the master. And an outside Mad Taff fan that knows naff all about rugby beating an expert coach. So, yeah, I'll get that up on the social medias and you can all join in. Play the long game. I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I am. Um, two Pilatu. Did anybody else know? I'm just putting this out there because I had an issue. Did you Did you notice this? No. Notice what? Oh. Um, oh they, you couldn't get him in the centre. No, couldn't. I no. was... Human, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Harrison instead, but um, yeah, so hopefully, if anybody's listening, that needs to be corrected before the next round. Well, you, yeah, you couldn't right. put yeah. it told you in the back row either. Interesting. Oh, no, you physically could like I tried to add him in so many different times, and it was like he's not available for selection, not available for selection. And I was like, no, I've literally deleted my players so that I could put him in. Um, mm. yeah, I actually went on their Twitter feed just to see if anybody else had the issue, and they did. And I was like, okay. yeah. Okay. Yes, there you go. Did, okay. Did Chris Harris make team of the week though? Yeah, he played. Oh, he played really well. Um, oh, so lucky, lucky, really then. Yeah, See? it was kind of lucky. <laughs> That's the sort of jamminess you need to get above Holly in this uh, fantasy league. But like uh, Shane making Marcus Smith captain, double oh, points, hey. lovely. Well Finn done, Russell. Sam. Finn Russell is always. He's been my captain for the last two rounds now. So as long as he's still playing, I'll probably keep him there. Yeah, good for Yellow you. card though. Right. Yellow, Yellow card. card. I still did. De- I still did well enough. I still, it still yeah. did well enough. Right, well, you've got to join our league, Christina. Right, join yeah. the Tuesday Club League. Kyle will post the details. Anybody else wants to do that, then you can can as well. Thanks very much for tuning in to the first episode of Series for the Tuesday Club. Look forward to the next one. Join us then. To Christina, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks. The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle, and Shane.